Follow Katie Wolf and 360 online at mix1049.com.au. It's 27 minutes after 11 o'clock. Love to hear from you today if you've got something on your mind that you think we need to know about. Coming your way in a little while, we will whip around the nation. I'll let you know what's making news headlines in other states and territories. But joining me in the studio right now, Darwin Port, General Manager of Operations, Ian Niblock. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Katie. Always good to have you in the studio and find out what's going on around the place. And uh, and I know that we've got a French naval ship currently here. Yep, we have. So it's actually nice to see a ship at Fort Hill Wharf because that's a bit unusual these yeah. days. So, um, yeah, French naval ship, the Valdemere, um, has come alongside, going to be alongside for four days. Um, I, I, you know, the, the ship's been at sea um, visiting various places around the Pacific. Um, last port was in excess of 14 days before she arrived here, so right. covering off that COVID yep. thing. Um, all of the crew have been tested uh, and then they've all come back with negative tests so they've been allowed to come ashore and I yep. guess they'll have a bit of R&R and spend a bit of money and, and just enjoy being in Darwin uh, and, and being off the ship. How many of them are on board, do you know? Do you know I don't know the oh, answer okay. to that because yeah. I, I, haven't, I haven't checked. And it's Is not it like a, a cruise ship? ship. It's, no? No, it's medium size so yeah. it's probably, you know, when they have a lot of people on their ships, I would say it's, it'll be in excess of 100 people. Yeah, think, there you, know, you go. Because so. we always get a few questions like about the you know in terms of the COVID precautions what needs to happen before they're allowed to get off the ship Mm. and we'd asked the health minister about it a while back and she'd said that no there is quite a stringent process in place. Yeah there is and so um, you know there's been a couple of occasions in the past where we've had people who've been on well on board ships and we and we change all of the the arrival protocols for those ships. Yep. Uh, in this case, it was a ca- It was just we'll test everyone on board. We'll get the COVID test back. If there's any, if there's any positives, that would have been dealt with differently, obviously. Yeah. Um, but they're all negative, so they're all out enjoying themselves in Darwin. And how long are they going to be here for? Four days. Four so days. they're about halfway through at the moment. Yeah. And um, that's all good. Yeah. Uh, and I know that. Uh, well, it might not be the only ship that we see for a little while. It's looking as though uh, there could be the possibility of some small cruise liners. Well, there there is a possibility and, and we've got um, bookings in our system kicking off from the beginning of April yep. and it is the smaller, the smaller um, cruise vessels that typically do the Kimberley cruises. Um, so um, the primary operator is an Australian operator, Coral um, Expeditions. They've got <laughs> three ships booked in and um, we're just fingers crossed, toes crossed, that yeah. it's going to happen. Um, and there's going to be very tight... Um, Restrictions yep. that have been proposed, so it'll be a hundred percent testing of everybody, crew and passengers, before they're allowed to board the ship. Um, there'll be tighter um, controls around all of their shore excursions. Um, they have to have isolation capability on board the ship, so no doubt that would yeah. be a, a change for the ship in terms of how they would manage that. Um, and then the passenger numbers will be restricted so that they can meet the physical distancing yep. um, criteria. And I suppose the, that's primarily at mealtimes and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's not without some some challenges, but um, we know the cruise line's really keen to get cruising again. And then I suppose flowing on from the smaller ships will then hopefully start to see the bigger ships return. Yeah, I was going to say, in, in the initial stages, is it more going to just be some of those domestic sort of ships, not international ones, so that they can get the process right first, I, do you I reckon? Th- yeah, I think it is. And d- domestic <clears throat> ships and domestic travellers, and of course, you know, we, we, mm. we can't travel overseas, so there's a great opportunity to go and, and travel and see Australia and or go on a ship and see parts of Australia coastline that you yeah. might not get to see. Um, we've certainly done that as a family, and um, 
just, just yep. recently we went I'd to Kakadu over the weekend. I never even really thought of it. No, so, yeah. you know, it's um, and it's great, you know, so a great opportunity and yep. starting with the domestic market mm. and then and then we, we really hope that um, in the future we will see the, the return of international vessels. And I mean, when you're talking about the domestic market, it's no different to people getting on planes at this point in time and travelling around, as in, you know, in terms of your COVID management, I'm assuming, but just making sure that people are, are spread out. I think it's probably easier on a ship because you're not tightly packed in. Um, you've, you've, it's probably easier to do the, the sanitising and yep. for people to physical distance. And yeah. so I think overall it's probably easier on a small ship than it is on a plane. When you start talking about the big ships with large numbers of people, I think there's going to be some challenges in that space. But, you know, hey, mm. challenges are there to be overcome. you just got to find good, safe solutions, and that that will allow the cruising to start again. And I know a lot of people are keen to get back to cruising. And is it, like, is it going to, um, it's obviously, you know, it's a market that we're missing in the Territory at the moment when it comes to our tourism and our economy, so I'm assuming that even though they're, you know, they're not as large as those big international ships, that it does mean that we're going to have some of those tourists back in the city. It does, definitely. And, um, you know, they'll no doubt um, come and spend some money in the city, they'll spend some time, which will grow our numbers, and, um, you you know, it's just, and it'd be nice to just welcome some visitors back and yeah. and see the smiley faces as they walk around and and enjoy our yep. tropical our tropical city. Are they very big? Those um those domestic cruise ships, like that, how many do you usually have on them? Um, so they're less than a hundred people. Yeah. Um, in in most cases, relatively small ships, around, you know, about a hundred meters. Which yep. you know, a lot of people might think that's quite a big ship, but by comparison to some of our other ones, no, it's not. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, and some very modern tonnage as well. A couple of the ships are. Really really new mm. and um, beautiful inside. So, great opportunity. Yeah, so when will we know for sure if it's definitely a goer by well, April? I'm, I'm reckoning by um, early March or mid-March latest we'll, we'll be knowing. Yep. Um, so, all the proposals have been put up. I guess it's about government saying yes. Yeah. Well, let us know. We'd be keen to find out when it does get the go-ahead and if it gets the go-ahead. Well, we're certainly excited about it. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, Ian Niblock, it's always wonderful to talk to you. Of course, the Darwin Port General Manager of Operations. Thank you very much for coming in today. It's my pleasure, Katie. Thank you.